0: Everybody, welcome back to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and professional speaker and presenter. On this episode, we continue our our masterclass about presentation skills, and this week, we're going to cover one of the most challenging public speaking skills for most people, which is how to speak off the cuff on an impromptu basis and still look poised and confident when you do that. Uh, If you've ever been in one of those situations where somebody puts you on the spot and then panic sits in, then this session is for you. Uh, By the way, I've created a free downloadable guide for you. Just go to fearlesspresentations.com slash audio dash guide to access it. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure and do that. Also rate the podcast, leave me a review. I really appreciate that when you do it. Um, Also, we have all of our classes for 2022. Posted on our website at fearlesspresentations.com. Uh, we still have a few classes left in 2021, by the way, which are going to take place in Washington, DC, Houston, LA, Chicago, San Francisco, Phoenix, Charlotte, Tampa, and also Las Vegas. And then in January, we're going back to our regular schedule in each one of the cities that we teach. So for tickets or for details, just go to www.fearlesspresentations.com. All right, let's get on with today's topic. So impromptu speaking occurs when somebody asks you to speak on a topic or give an answer to a question where you haven't had a chance to prepare ahead of time. And often this will occur during a speech when somebody stops you to ask you a question, or it may occur when a boss or a coworker asks you to give a spontaneous report during a staff meeting. So when situations like this pop up the nervousness that we feel can actually increase so you want to have as many advantages on your side as possible so before we jump into impromptu speaking though let's review a few of the of the things that we've covered so far that will that really help us create more impactful prepared presentations so number one enthusiasm is a secret to great presentations if you have enthusiasm you can break almost every rule uh, number two limit your talks or your presentations to a minimum number of points. Typically about three, four, five is kind of max. Stories help you build rapport and they help you relate to your audience more effectively. And if your purpose is to persuade your audience, then the IAB formula, the incident action benefit formula can actually be helpful for you. And if your purpose is to inform, then a three point talk may be helpful. And then once you have either of those available, you want to support your main points, which will help you build credibility. So if these things are important for us in prepared speeches, doesn't it stand to reason that they're also going to be able to help us in impromptu situations as well? Now, of course, the major difference between a prepared presentation and an impromptu talk is... That in impromptu situations, we're likely to put ourselves under additional pressure. However, if we understand how the human mind works and we use that knowledge to our advantage with practice, you can actually be as comfortable and, in some cases, even more comfortable in impromptu situations as you would be when you deliver a prepared speech. So, the human brain is an incredible machine that works tremendously well under pressure. If you ask yourself questions, your brain is wonderful at providing answers to those questions. But the brain works like a computer in that the output that you get from it depends primarily on the input that you give it. So if you ask general questions, you're gonna get general answers. If you ask specific questions, you're gonna get very specific answers. For instance, if someone asks you how your day is going, that's a general question. And you'll probably respond with something very general like, I'm fine or great. But if somebody asks you, hey, what's the newest trick that your baby has learned? You're likely going to give a much more detailed and specific answer to that question. So when you're asked to speak in an impromptu situation, the questions that you ask yourself are very, very important. For instance, if you're at a staff meeting and you're asked, hey, how's the project coming? Your initial reaction might be, since you haven't prepared for this, it might be panic because your mind is searching through the thousands of pieces of data to find an appropriate answer. But if you, before you answer, ask yourself a more specific question, you're more likely to come up with a better answer to that question. For instance, you might ask yourself, what is the absolute most important thing that has happened on this project since I last reported on it? The answer to that question will help you create a much better and more specific response. So let's talk about the impromptu speaking presentations when you're trying to inform your audience. So if the main purpose of your impromptu talk is to just give information to your audience, then initially you might want to quickly organize that three-point talk outline that we that we talked about earlier. You might ask yourself, what are the three most important pieces of information that the audience needs to know? about this topic and typically what will happen if you are the expert on that topic in a matter of seconds your mind will actually organize three main points for you and the more you practice this technique by the way the faster and easier the answers will come to you so if you have trouble in the beginning just realize that it will get easier over time the more you do it the easier it gets so going back to the how is the project coming question the more specific question you might ask yourself might be, what are the three most critical pieces of information about this project that this audience needs to know? And your your mind's going to come up with those three things. So, for instance, your, your brain may give you number one is the budget, number two is the schedule, and number three is the satisfaction of the client who we're doing the project for. And then once you have those three items, it's much easier now to offer a summary report about the project. Your impromptu speech will be more clear. It's going to be easier for the audience to follow, and it's going to be easier for them to understand as well. Now, this sounds like a lot of work, but your brain will actually process this information really quickly. And it's also okay to kind of work through this process somewhat out loud. Nobody expects you to have every single answer to every single question that's going to be asked. So sometimes, if you're in front of the audience and you're kind of working this out and they see it, they, it, they cut you a little slack in that situation. So like, for instance, um, you as you're thinking, you might say something like, well, as far as the project goes, the three main things that we're dealing with are, and by saying something like that, it allows you to, in a very short period of time, organize what those three things are. So I'll, I'll give you a somewhat embarrassing example of how this can actually work in real life. A few years ago, I was hired in March to deliver a keynote address to a sales association in Chicago and the presentation was going to be delivered in November. So there's about a 6-month or so span between the time that I was hired to the time that the speech was actually going to take place same year. On the day of the speech, I flew into Chicago and since I'm really good at designing presentations quickly, I came up with a, a really good presentation on the flight to Chicago, and I called it How to Design a Persuasive Sales Presentation Quickly. And I jotted down a few ideas on, on a cocktail napkin from the plane and stuck it in my jacket pocket. The, the meeting started with, a it, there was like a networking session with hors d'oeuvres and drinks. And, and as I met people in a the room, they asked me, they figured out that I was the keynote speaker and they asked me what the topic was and I told them. And they all seemed to get pretty excited about that topic. And a few minutes before the meeting was about to start, the person who hired me to to speak took me to the front of the the front row of the room and offered me a seat. And he told me that the president of the association would start the meeting in just a few minutes, and then very shortly after that, he would introduce me as the guest speaker. So, a pretty pretty quick to the the starting point here. And as that guy walked away, I looked at the seat next to me and noticed a, a meeting agenda. And I thought, oh, great, something from my media kit. And I looked at the meeting agenda and scrolled down and on the page and saw a keynote speaker, Doug Standard of the Leaders Institute, all very excited because I was listed on the agenda and everything. His topic is how to increase your sales in a down economy. And all of a sudden, my eyes got big as saucers as I watched the association president walk to the front of the room. And in the back of my mind, I vaguely remember giving that topic to the guy who hired me. But that was six months ago. And the presentation that I designed for the plane was entirely different from the one that they had hired me to deliver. So as I walked up to the front of the room, I used the same process that I outlined earlier. And I just asked myself, "Okay, what are... The five major things that a salesperson can do in a down economy to increase his or her sales. And the answers came really quickly. And and so when I started the speech, I was kind of creating it from scratch on the fly. I was creating it in an impromptu situation. So I started speech with a quick introduction and went very quickly to the most important way to increase sales. And, and I told a couple of, of stories from my own experience using that same tip. So the tip that I gave them, I gave them the examples of how I had used that tip in the past to increase my own sales in a down economy. And then I gave them the second tip and told a couple more stories. And I did that for the third and the fourth and the fifth. And I basically designed that entire speech on the fly as I was, as I was walking to the front of the room. And, and by the way, I, I'm not suggesting that you do this, however, in a pinch You'll be surprised at how quickly you can create some compelling presentations. So, okay. So, if you if your purpose though is to persuade, remember the incident action benefit formula can be very effective. Uh, so, if your main purpose is in your impromptu presentation anyway, is to to persuade. Then you want to quickly organize that incident action benefit presentation. And again, stories, the incident represents a story. They are powerful ways to persuade people. So all you really have to do is make it easy for your brain to access an appropriate story or an incident for the topic that you're speaking on. And there is this magic phrase that I came across at some time in my career that works really, really well at helping you access stories from your own personal experience. That phrase is, that reminds me of the time. Remember, whatever you tell your brain is what your brain will, will give you. So if, you've, if you're if you telling your brain, "Ooh, I've got the perfect story, I've already remembered it, your brain's going to give you that story. So that phrase works really, really well to trick your brain into giving you an incident from your own personal experience. So that simple phrase accesses the part of your subconscious mind that stores those memories. So when you say that phrase, either verbally out loud or silently in your head, your subconscious mind begins to search for specific incidents related to that topic. Now, of course, the action part of the incident action benefit formula is just a concise sentence stating what you are trying to persuade your audience to do. And then the benefit is the benefit that your audience will receive when they take your advice. So let's kind of practice this just so you can see how easy the process is. See how fast you can come up with a story from your own personal experience about driving safely, driving safely. Just think of those two words and then verbally say the words that reminds me of the time. Driving safely, that reminds me of the time. And as you think about that phrase, very quickly, you're likely to recall a memory of a time when you were driving and narrowly avoided an accident, or it might be a, a you might recall a time when you were looking at your phone and bumped the car in front of you in traffic, or it could be a time that you actually got into an accident or you witnessed an accident. Any of those kind of things will pop into your head because they're experiences related to that topic. Those memories are really easy to call just by using that phrase. Like, for instance, the one that I thought of immediately was the time that I was I was actually flying from Dallas to San Antonio and a huge storm rolled in and we had been delayed over an hour already. And the plane didn't look like it was going to be taken off anytime soon. So I just kind of canceled my flight, got my bags and and decided to drive instead. So once I got into my car, what typically takes about four hours took almost six because of the weather. Everything was kind of slow and the traffic was everywhere. And I got to San Antonio just before midnight and the rain was so thick when I got there that I could barely see 10 15 20 feet in front of my car it was real really tight quarters so I was going really really slowly all of a sudden I'm going down the freeway and I said all of a sudden I saw the driver's side door just in front of my bumper a driver's side door typically don't appear <laughs> in in front of your car and it was too late to hit the brakes I was too close and so I kind of swerved off uh, around him and and you know, onto the shoulder and once I kind of came to a safe stop. I'm narrowly avoiding hitting this this, uh, vehicle. I looked over my shoulder and I saw a pickup truck parked sideways across two of the three lanes of traffic on the highway. And my heart was just, it was thumping so bad. It felt like it was gonna beat out of my chest and my hands were shaking so badly that I I, I had to actually sit there for a few minutes just to kind of gather my thoughts and, and clear my head. So most likely you had a similar memory or maybe even a better one that popped into your head. When you say the words, that reminds me of the time, it may have taken you a second or two to come up with an appropriate incident. However, the process you went through was probably something like this. If you had trouble coming up with a topic immediately, you probably narrowed down the topic to something a little bit more specific. So instead of driving safely, which is fairly generic, you might have thought of an incident related to wearing seatbelts or Maybe regularly checking safety equipment or drinking and driving. That's one that kind of pops in people's heads a lot Uh, or something else related to the topic. And then once you decided on a more specific topic, the incident probably came way more quickly. So as you replay the incident to your, your audience, be thinking about the action benefit statement that you want to end with. The more powerful the action benefit statement is, the more likely you are to win your audience to your way of thinking. You know, For instance, for my memory, I might end with something like, so my suggestion to you is to slow down when, you're, when weather or traffic conditions are not favorable. And if you do so, you might avoid a terrible accident. Those are really key, easy things that you can do to try to win people to your way of thinking, especially if you haven't had a chance to really think about the presentation ahead of time. So the last thing that we're going to cover is a tip called bridging, because what happens if the topic that you're asked to speak on either goes against your beliefs or it's maybe it's outside of your expertise, you may have to use a technique called bridging. Um, this is a technique in which you kind of change the topic slightly to fit the point that you really want to make to your audience. The bridging technique might sound something like, I mean, you could say something like, Hey, there may be others in the room with more experience on that subject than what I am, but I think the real key to what you're asking is, and then rephrase the question in a way that allows you to answer it a little bit more favorably. So all we're really doing here is creating a foundation for an impromptu speech that we can deliver expertly and with confidence And and we may be responding to a situation in which someone is trying to put us on the defensive and using this technique will allow us to be more in control of that situation. So this technique is especially helpful in question and answer sessions. So in the very next session, we're going to give you details on how to deal with those types of situations as well. So here are a few action items for this session. Before your next meeting or presentation, think about possible questions that might be asked of you. For each possible question, determine if the purpose of the answer you give would be to inform the questioner or to persuade the the audience. Then design a response for each possible question that you can come up with, either using the incident action benefit formula to persuade, or the three-point format to inform. By doing this exercise, the odds of any audience member throwing you off your game with an impromptu question are pretty low. All right, so thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week, bye y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.